When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Longacres Finance Channel. Today I am going to be looking at a bunch of dividend ETFs that I'll pay a healthy dividend yield to see if I can find the best one. I think a minimum 3% dividend yield is a good place to start. The stock market is at an all-time high today, which means that dividend yields are technically at an all-time low. But a dividend yield is just one factor you want to look at when evaluating exchange-traded funds. I will also consider the expense ratio, past performance, and most importantly, how each fund operates. Having a solid understanding of how a fund works is a key detail in determining if a given fund fits well into your overall investment objective. So sit back, relax, and let's hopefully learn something new together. First off, let's go over the funds I will be covering in this episode. I started with a list of over 200 ETFs that all pay a dividend. I trimmed this list by cutting out very expensive funds, funds with very weak performance, and most of the funds that use complicated strategies. I wanted this list to be made up of pure dividend-paying funds, so no alternative strategies and I wanted the funds to be simple enough so that everyone can understand how they work. There's no correlation between more complex strategies being more efficient than simple strategies, especially over longer periods of time. Matter of fact, the S&P 500 index is one of the simplest indices on the market, and one of the toughest to beat in the long term. I have a total of 12 ETFs on my list, of which 5 have a global or international focus. In this episode, I will be focusing on the 7 funds that are all focused just on US companies. The funds are... The iShares Select Dividend ETF, ticker symbol DVY. The iShares Core High Dividend ETF, ticker symbol HDV. The Spider Portfolio S&P 500 High Dividend ETF, ticker symbol SPYD. The Invesco S&P 500 High Dividend Low Volatility ETF, ticker symbol SPHD. The Invesco High Yield Equity Dividend Achievers ETF, ticker symbol PEY. The Wisdom Tree US High Dividend Fund, ticker symbol DHS and the Invesco S&P Ultra Dividend Revenue ETF, ticker symbol RDIV. The dividend yields range from a low of 3.12% to a high of 4.71%. The expense ratios range from a low of 0.07% to a high of 0.52%. Year-to-date, the returns range between about 12 and 22%. So as you can see, there is quite a range across these three metrics for these seven funds. Let's see if we can pick out the best one for you. If you're a high-yield junkie, you might just opt to go with SPYD that offers the 4.71% dividend yield right now, or RDIV that isn't too far behind with a yield of 4.65%. If you're more of a cost-conscious investor, you may opt to go with HDV or SPYD that both cost less than 10 basis points each. HDV's expense ratio is 0.08%, and SPYD comes in at 0.07%. These two funds are by far the cheapest options on this list, as the next lowest expense ratio is 0.3%, from SPHD. Looks like SPYD is already scoring some brownie points by having the highest dividend yield and lowest expense ratio on the list. The best year-to-date return on this list comes from DVY that is up 22.25% through month and July. SPYD and RDIV are the only other funds with a year-to-date return above 20%. PEY isn't far off with a return above 19%. The best one-year return comes from RDIV with a total return of 50.49%. The next highest one-year return comes from SPYD at 47.28%. Two more funds have a 40% plus one-year return, DVY and PEY. Going out further to a three-year annualized total return, none of these funds crack the double-digit threshold. 
This is a little disappointing, as many growth funds have very strong double-digit growth rates over this period of time. But what we are seeking here is a solid dividend yield from a good overall fund, and we are not necessarily looking to outperform a growth strategy. Let's take a closer look at each fund individually, and then we will try to pick the best one. Starting at the top with DVY, the iShares Select Dividend ETF. If you don't know, iShares funds are offered by BlackRock, the largest investment bank on the planet, so you know they are quality offerings. The fund's investment objective is stated as follows. The iShares Select Dividend ETF seeks to track the investment results of an index composed of relatively high dividend paying US equities. Simple enough to understand, but when we dig further into their prospectus, we can see that the fund pulls its holdings from the Dow Jones US index excluding REITs. Companies must also pass the following criteria to be considered. The dividend per share must exceed its 5-year average. The 5-year average dividend coverage must be above 167%. The average daily trading volume must be above 100,000 shares, or 200,000 for new constituents. The company must have paid a dividend in each of the previous 5 years. The company must have positive earnings per share. The company's float-adjusted market cap must be at least 2 billion, or 3 billion for new constituents. In case you're wondering what a float-adjusted market cap is, let me explain. It's essentially a way to compute the market cap using only shares that are available to investors. So to do that, you remove shares that are held by control groups, government agencies, and other public companies. Okay, so for all the companies that pass these criteria, the fund selects the top 100 based on highest dividend yield. The selection process is done once per year, and the fund is rebalanced on a quarterly basis. To me, DVY isn't a pure high-yield dividend vehicle. While the fund aims to invest in the highest-yielding companies, it is forced to include some lower-yielding quality names in its 100-stock portfolio. This in turn drives the fund's dividend yield down. It currently clocks in around 3.12%. The fund has very strong past returns in respect to the six other funds on this list. Year-to-date, it is up 22.25%. Over the past year, it has gained 44.48%. And the longer-term, 3- and 5-year annualized growth rates are 9.01% and 9.59%, respectively. This whole package will cost you a cool 0.39%, that isn't really a cheap expense ratio in today's low-cost market, but it isn't terribly high either. Let's make our final judgment at the end once we have reviewed all of the funds on this list. Moving on to HDV, the iShares Core High Dividend ETF, another offering from BlackRock. The fund tracks the Morningstar Dividend Yield Focus Index, that uses a proprietary quantitative system to find quality companies that are financially healthy. HDV selects the 75 highest yielding companies that pass Morningstar's index requirements. The fund has a dividend yield of 3.53%. The strategy employed by this fund seems to have fallen out of favor recently. The year-to-date return and one-year return of 12.89% and 21.46%, viewed independently of industry averages, look like very respectable growth rates. However, compared to the other high-yield dividend funds, HDV looks to be grossly underperforming. Going out further to a 3- and 5-year annualized rate of growth, the fund looks to be average with rates of return just above 7%. HDV is one of the cheapest funds on the list, with an expense ratio of 0.08%. That doesn't quite compensate for the recent underperformance, but it is a bright point for this fund. Next on the list is SPYD, the Spider Portfolio S&P 500 High Dividend ETF from State Street. This fund aims to invest in the top 80 highest yielding companies in the S&P 500 index. It's a very simple approach and one that currently offers a pretty attractive dividend yield of 4.71%. The fund charges an expense ratio of 0.07% that is very attractive among similar high-yield dividend ETFs. Year-to-date, the fund is up 21.9% through month and July, placing them in second place amongst our seven funds. The one-year return for SPYD is 47.28%, also placing them in second place amongst our seven funds. Going out further to a 3- and 5-year annualized growth rate, the fund has performed rather average with a 6.45% annualized growth rate over the past three years, 
and a 7.68% growth rate over the past 5 years. Next we have SPHD, the Invesco S&P 500 High Dividend Low Volatility ETF. What makes this fund unique from the prior three is that it pays a monthly dividend distribution. The fund takes a high dividend yield approach one step further, to seek out companies that have historically provided lower volatility against the S&P 500 universe. This targeted approach focuses on the 50 highest yielding S&P companies that meet the low volatility requirements. The fund currently pays a 3.72% dividend yield and charges a fee of 0.3%. Year-to-date the fund has a decent return of 18.82% through month and July. Its one-year return clocks in at 35.16%, placing it considerably behind our top finishers on this list. Going out further, the 3- and 5-year annualized growth rates are some of the weakest amongst our 7 funds, sitting barely above 6%. Up next on the list is another monthly paying fund, ticker symbol PEY, the Invesco High Yield Equity Dividend Achievers ETF. This fund targets the 50 best dividend achievers based on dividend yield and consistent dividend growth. Dividend achievers are companies with at least 10 years of dividend growth that are also able to meet certain liquidity requirements. The fund's current dividend yield is pretty much in line with SPHD, right around 3.7%, although it does charge a higher expense ratio of 0.52%. Normally, paying a premium fee for a fund would go in line with better overall returns. And PUI has delivered pretty strong numbers during the past 5 years to justify its higher cost. On a year-to-date basis, the fund is up 19.04%. Over the past full year, the fund is up 44.97%, which is the third best return amongst our 7 funds. Going out further, PEY has an 8.32% 3-year annualized growth rate, and a 9.23% 5-year annualized growth rate, which are the second best growth rates on our list. Two more funds to go, and next up we have DHS, the Wisdom Tree US High Dividend Fund. What makes this fund unique is that it has the highest number of holdings in its portfolio, currently over 300 companies. It also tracks the unique Wisdom Tree US High Dividend Index that is dividend-weighted to the expected future dividend payouts of all the companies in the index. Companies are also adjusted based on their unique risk score that is based on value, quality, and momentum factors. The fund pays a dividend yield of 3.66% and charges a fee of 0.38%. Recent performance for the fund has been rather weak with a 15.58% year-to-date return and a one-year return of 28.99%. This places the fund as the second worst on our list of seven funds in terms of short-term performance. The 3- and 5-year annualized growth rates of 7.32% and 6.87% respectively look a little better. DHS, like the prior two funds we looked at, also pays a monthly dividend payment. And our last fund today is RDIV, the Invesco S&P Ultra Dividend Revenue ETF. What makes this fund unique is that it utilizes the S&P 900 Dividend Revenue Weighted Index to identify its holdings. The fund takes the S&P 900 Index and excludes the top 5% of securities by dividend yield. Then it excludes the top 5% of securities within each sector by dividend payout ratio. Next, it selects the top 60 securities by dividend yield from the remaining companies, and reweighs those securities according to their revenues with a 5% maximum allocation to a single position. This may sound a little more complex than the other funds on this list, but it really isn't. It's a fairly simple, rules-based approach that can be documented and recreated. RDIV offers a pretty attractive dividend yield of 4.65% right now. The fund charges a fee of 0.39%, which is on the higher side of our list. It has done quite well in terms of recent performance, with a year-to-date return of 20.18%, and a one-year return of 50.49% that is the highest on our list. The three-year annualized growth rate is a little weak at just 5.21%. Going out further to the last five years, the annualized growth rate improves a little, to 7.99%, placing them as the third best fund on this list. So now that we are a little more familiar with each of these 7 funds, let's see if we can pick out the best one. And just to clarify, the best fund is a rather vague term, because every investor is unique and has their own investment objective. 
So how can one fund be the best fit for everyone? To put it simply, it can't. But let me try to pick the best fund based on what you may be looking for. If your goal is to get a strong dividend yield, pay a small fee and have decent total returns, I think SPYD is the best route to go from these 7 funds. It offers a very attractive 4.71% dividend yield, for a very cheap 0.07% fee, and has performed quite respectably amongst its peers. If you're comfortable receiving a smaller dividend yield and would prefer to see a higher total return, then I think DVY would be a better option than SPYD. It pays a 3.12% dividend yield and costs a little more with a 0.39% expense ratio, but it has offered very strong long-term total returns above 9%, far outpacing most of the other funds on this list, while still giving investors a 3% dividend payment. If you're looking for a more frequent dividend payment, PEY may be the best option to go with. The fund does carry a higher fee of 0.52% versus SPHD at only 0.3%. Both these funds have a very similar dividend yield around 3.7%, but PEY has returned 2-3% more in terms of total return during the past 3-5 and five years, which more than justifies its higher cost. There you have it, those are my personal picks from these 7 funds. SPYD for high yield, DVY for more total return, and PEY for a monthly dividend payment. Thank you for joining me today. If you'd like to consume this content in a video format, you are welcome to visit my YouTube channel. Just search for Long Acres Finance on YouTube and you'll find more of me. If you'd like to reach me directly, you can do so by emailing me at longacresfinance at gmail.com. If you would like to support this channel, you can do so on Patreon and unlock the additional benefits offered there. Thank you for being here and have a wonderful day.